my favorite patriotic song. The Battle Hymn of the Republic. Welcome to another Panic Attack with Big John. get any better than that glory glory hallelujah his truth is marching on remember to do the like share subscribe comment share uh, I already said that and let's do this so all the indicators and polls are showing Republicans gaining strength towards the midterms They've tried to downplay. They've tried to say that races, Republican races, that are going to be red landslides are close. They've said Republicans are behind in different races. But now even all the media outlets have to admit the indicators are showing Republicans are going to win hugely. I called, me and my buddy Doc called it a week ago. You check out our midterm election analysis uh, podcast and you'll see. Even the governor's race in New York State, the Empire State, has gone from likely Democrat to leaning Democrat to a toss-up. And I, I think... Barring shenanigans, barring something crazy between now and uh, November 8th, this Lee Zeldin wins New York. I'm going out on a limb and calling that. Um, what What's going on here? Well, you've got obviously the war in Ukraine. The American people see they are struggling and our our government and the Democrats and some Republicans too pump millions, billions actually into Ukraine. They hear our president going out for ice cream. They see our president eating ice cream and the reporter asks him, well, how do you feel about our dollar getting weaker? I don't give a damn about the dollar. 
Well, what about the economy? And our economy is strong. The whole world economy is bad, but ours is the strongest. So we're the best of the worst when it comes to the, the economy around the world. You know, it's like serving the American people a pile of shit and calling it a Sunday. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's still a pile of shit. And here he is. Grandpa's going out for ice cream while you and your family are skipping Thanksgiving dinner. Did you know that? 25% of American families, one in four, a survey said, are going to skip Thanksgiving dinner to save money this year. Uh, I will not be one of those. I will be eating my turkey, just to let you know. But President Biden, while he's eating his ice cream, says our economy is strong as hell. All right, Joe. The American people also see another creeper incident with Joe Biden. Uh, you've got a, 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 a young lady, a girl, and Joe walks up behind her and puts his hands on her shoulders, and she starts to get like, what's going on here? And he's like, he leans over and puts his face in her hair, and... I, I shit you not. Does this guy not know people think he's a weirdo when he does this? Is he not, he's, he's, he's out that out of step with the American public. So he leans into this girl and he goes, I'm going to tell you like I told my daughters and my girls, no serious boys until you're 30 and she just whips around like what in the hell I don't know you <laughs> I mean I don't know how old the girl was 12 or 13 it, she wasn't super young but here's the president of the United States creeping on a kid and people see this they see him eating freaking ice cream all the time and the mainstream media thinks oh this is so Precious, we've got a, a kind, <coughs> gentle president that goes out for ice cream and hugs little kids. And the average American is like, this guy's a pervert. This guy's eating ice cream while we're s starving. We're not, nobody's buying, I never bought it, but the ones that did... This alleged 81 million aren't buying it anymore. His son Hunter's in more trouble. Supposedly, he's going to get charged uh, with tax evasion and lying on a gun application. <coughs> so, this is where it's at going into the midterm elections. We now have some Republican debates and some Democrat, uh, well, the debates are starting, okay? I watched the 
Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Marcus Flowers debate. Obviously, the, I already talked about the Herschel Walker and uh, Raphael Warnock debate. And that was crazy. I think everybody is reporting and sees Herschel sealed his victory with that debate. Nonetheless, this is where we stand going into the midterms. Republicans are gaining steam, not like they ever lost it. There was a, a, a time when, right before uh, Labor Day, the Democrats were picking up a little bit of good press and running down the uh, the former president and all that. And it's not working with the American people. I forget what funny survey I saw. But the American people care less about the January 4th or January 6th stuff than they do about, like, potato chips or something ridiculous. Uh, so the way I'm going to do this, we're going to talk about the Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, and Flowers debate. And then I, I saw this article while I was getting ready for fantasy football. It's from the New York Times, but I'm looking at it on Yahoo News. Uh, How Republicans cast aside concerns and learn to love Herschel Walker. I never really had concerns, but if you say so, New York Times. All right, let's breathe her and then come back. So there's a little moment of silence there where I puffed on my cigar that's not burning right. So, I'm turn the music down a little. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Marcus Flowers debated. This is the reason why people resonate resonate with republicans or republicans resonate with people more than the democrats you have this guy marcus flowers he's a veteran how a veteran could be a democrat i don't know but he's a veteran he worked at the state department and the department of defense he says he quit his job because of January 6th and Marjorie Taylor Greene. American people care less about January 6th 
than they do. Let me get this back right. Pretty much anything. They see it as a riot. And this is all flowers talked about. Americans care more about than January 6th. <laughs> so, this article from the Washington Times, here are six things Americans care more about than January 6th. But there was a funny one somewhere that I saw. Oh, yeah, okay, here it is. CNN writer frets Americans care more about the cost of French fries than compelling January 6th committee. So that was, uh, CNN thinks the January 6th committee is compelling. The The only thing with this January 6th is they, they want to use the Capitol riot. They want to lie and call it an insurrection and keep Trump from running again. All right. But that's what the Democrats focus on. Marcus Flowers, this is the only thing they can focus on because they've done such a terrible job. He said, once again, he quit his job at the Department of Defense, or at least that was the last thing on his resume that the debate moderator read. So I assume that was his last job. He quit his job over January 6th and Marjorie Taylor Greene. He accused her throughout the debate of agging on the January 6th riot. She said... In response, the people that acted up in the Capitol are uh, should be <clears throat> prosecuted and punished. He returned fire with, then why have you been aiding them? And she said, because they're being kept in jail without charges and they're being treated inhumanely. Now, some January 6th rioters, mind you, have been acquitted because they had video of the police opening the gates and letting them in. They had video of police waving them through. And the ones that have been convicted got convicted on trespassing charges, not insurrection or rioting. And some have yet to be charged with anything and are still sitting in a gulag, which is a Google it, gulag. A really piss poor, shitty prison. So yes, Marjorie Taylor Greene has gone to visit these people, seen what they did, asked them what they did on January 6th. Why are you being held? And they say, well, we don't know. They haven't told us. They just said, because we have pictures of you in the Capitol on January 6th. All right, put that aside. This Flowers guy, this was my opinion of him after the debate. Much like Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, Flowers was smug, smirky, snarky, 
through the whole debate. Okay? He, I think he is deep state sent to try and get Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Congress or get her to do something that they can charge her with. So, something. But this guy was part of the deep state faux show. All right. He claimed throughout the debate... He presented no plans, no no facts that Marjorie Taylor Greene has done a bad job. Nothing. No ideas, no vision. It was a 30-minute debate. He said that people come up to him crying. Every day he's out on the streets talking to people. And they come up to him, even Republicans come to him crying, saying Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't represent us. She doesn't represent us. We'll see. I think polling has her winning big. But it's going to be even bigger on election day. But this guy is just a smug, smirky, unhappy Democrat. As they all are. Comes across as, hey, I'm better than you. Now, Marjorie is not the most eloquent debater. But she's a tough woman. She speaks her mind like a lot of Americans want to, but are afraid to. She is a lot, a little bit loud. But she talked about an infrastructure bill that was actually based on infrastructure. And she talked about how the Biden infrastructure bill was nothing more than the Green New Deal. Which is true. She says she wants to fight for more fossil fuels in America. Coal, natural gas, oil, fracking. She mentioned that, you know, wind and solar. I think she said wind only accounts for 9% of our power. Uh and solar 3% and nuclear like 20% <coughs> which I kind of sat there and said um <coughs> pardon me it those wind and solar only amount for those small amounts of our power because they're so small right now in the grand scheme of the power grid but the frank fact of the matter is they really don't generate a lot of power. Not enough to power the American grid. 
okay? Nuclear power plants can turn out a lot of power. Uh, natural gas power plants. America has very a very clean natural gas supply and they and we can I should say purify even more America had the lowest very low carbon emissions I won't say the lowest but we're not as bad as what the Democrats are saying when it comes to the developed countries so Marjorie was on a huge rant about children having their genitals mutilated. I think she could, she's got, she doesn't, she's probably not a person that takes advice from anybody. But she needs to be advised to tone it down a little bit. She's, uh, was talking about her Protect Our Children's Innocence Act. And I'm all for that. But she came out very loud, yelling uh, about our children are having their genitals mutilated. They're too young to make these decisions. And that goes into a whole other set of problems. But she talked about the puberty blockers and the uh, hormone therapy that's hurting these kids for a lifetime medicine drugs they're being put on at an early age that hurt them later in life when they change their mind and say yeah I've outgrown that trans fad uh, I don't want to be a girl in a boy's body anymore but oh my parents let me have my privates mutilated uh, she she kept referring to it as child genital mutilation, and that you know isn't going to resonate. It it will, but the way she's saying it, it, she needs to clean it up. But she's not going to, and she she is going to win. So it doesn't matter. Um, but these debates are not Lincoln Douglas debates. These are not. Uh, intelligent, stately, worldly people. The Democrats that uh, in the two that I've watched, the Walker Warnock debate, I mean Walker sealed his victory with that debate. Uh, Warnock was pompous and arrogant, looking down his nose at everyone, and this Flowers guy was the same way, pompous, arrogant, smirking looking down at everybody. That's not going to resonate with uh, voters. So, I, I would, I really wouldn't say Marjorie Taylor Greene won this debate by a, a landslide. Uh, she was better than her debate opponent. One of the moderators... laid into her a lot. Uh, her opponent pointed out that, uh, you know, Marjorie brought up, well, I've brought, I've brought grant money to my district. 
uh, I've done this and that for my constituents. And he was claiming that he walks the streets every day. Apparently this guy does a lot of street walking in Georgia 14. And that every day people ask him, please beat Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's not doing anything for us. And she said in response, you owe an apology to my constituency department. They do a lot for the people of Georgia 14 and this and that. So I would chalk a win up to Marjorie Taylor Greene in this one, but she was not eloquent at all. And her opponent was just pompous. Okay. This article I found while I was getting ready for fantasy football today on Yahoo News. From the New York Times. How Republicans cast aside concerns and learn to love Herschel Walker. Uh, we always did like Herschel Walker. <laughs> Except Mitch McConnell. He's not Mitch McConnell's uh, puppet. Not a Mitch McConnell picked candidate. But Herschel in his debate was so intelligent, not well-spoken, butchered the English language, which Repu Democrats have pointed out, which if a Republican pointed that out, it would be racist, but Democrats are allowed to be racist. So how we cast aside our concerns and learn to love Herschel Walker. New York Times, written by Shane Goldmacher, Michael Bender, and Maya King. It took three people to write this. Uh... It starts out, let's just look at this here. Since Herschel Walker launched his bid for Senate last year, Georgia voters have learned about his ex-wife's allegations of domestic violence, his multiple children born out of wedlock, and most recently, assertions from a former girlfriend that he paid for one abortion and urged her to end a second pregnancy while claiming to oppose abortion. Now, Walker says those are all lies. He says he wrote in his book, that's all a lie. Um, I can't say that I followed Herschel Walker uh, after his NFL career was over, but... It's funny, you didn't hear any of this stuff until he was running for Senate. So how truth much is there to this? Walker, former football star, first-time candidate, has denied claims. Uh, partisan, stunning partisan broadside. But some Republicans close to him were hardly surprised. They had been discussing the arrival of this moment with the candidate for months. Walker's team has, 
has braced to defend him against accusations. Um, he had Tom Cotton and uh, <clears throat> who was the other Republican that was down there? It doesn't matter. Tom Cotton and another prominent Republican senator were in Georgia campaigning with him. Uh, some advisors also knew about the specific abortion claim made by the mother of one of Walker's children. According to, oh, the, the liberals' favorite source, according to people familiar with the conversation. That means the New York Times made this up. <laughs> Those who knew they had warned Walker to prepare for the possibility of these details. The issue mostly frustrated him. These people said Walker privately denied the abortion, but instead discussing a strategy to handle the claim, he maintained that the details would never become public. At times he would argue his ex-wife's account uh, did leak out. It would not be believed because he had a child with the woman, according to two people who spoke under anonymity. <laughs> these Democrats love, these liberal writers love these anonymous sources. Now the party is reckoning with the reality of a political gamble Republicans in Georgia and Washington made months ago. In the face of former President Trump's backing and Walker's star power, Republican leaders... <laughs> Republican leaders led by... Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, or the pardon me, the minority leader. Minority because de Republicans are the minority party in the Senate, okay? Deemed resistance to Walker futile. The race could determine control of the Senate. They chose short-term political expediency over confrontation with Trump or his chosen candidate. The Georgia Senate race serves as an allegory of Trump-era republicanism. Old guard leaders did not so much lead their voters as follow them. The evangelical wing was quick to compromise. Trump rewrote conventional rules and celebrity uh, celebrity substituted for experience. So, look, right now in America, we need people that are plain spoken with simple solutions. Herschel Walker and Marjorie Taylor Greene represent that. They represent morality, and yes, I think they are moral people in spite of their mistakes, uh, in spite of what Marjorie Taylor Greene might have tweeted three or four years ago. 
in spite of what Herschel Walker did in the past, the fact that Herschel is not a smooth-talking car salesman or politician <clears throat> is what we need. He is intelligent. He has his facts right. He just doesn't articulate well, which is odd for a motivational speaker, but nonetheless, <clears throat> Democrats are attacking him. This Warnock is a pro-abortion, pro-sex changes for children, all of these things that are really a lot less important than where America is headed right now. It's the economy stupid. It's the spending. It's the war in Ukraine. It's the weak dollar. It's inflation. That's why Walker... Marjorie Taylor Greene are getting over. In her debate, her opponent could not say anything more, or the moderators pointed out her opponent could not say anything more than, I'm not MTG. He said uh, terribly, <laughs> pathetically, stupidly, that I'm running as Marcus Flowers, I'm not running as I'm not Marjorie Taylor Greene. But everything he said in the debate was, I'm not Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's not going to work. As loud and overbearing and yell, raising her voice, yelling at points, as she was over child sex change operations, child transition therapy. She still said things that will resonate with Georgians. Plain spoken, straight to the point people. Marcus Flowers came across as a liar a pompous, smirky prick, and I'm sure he's deep state. This idea that Republicans are just now falling in love with Herschel Walker is BS. This New York Times article is borderline hit piece. A lot of us liked Herschel Walker from the beginning or he wouldn't have won the primary. A lot of people identify more with the Republican, conservative. These are the people that the sniveling sneaks, the lobbyists, the uh, advisors come crawling to when they need to win a big election. I've been saying that for a while. When the sniveling little shits like Mitch McConnell need to win an election, they will come crying to us, the evangelical Christian base, 
and say, help us, help us. And that's what Herschel Walker is. He's genuine. He admits he's made mistakes. But he wants to move the country forward. This Marcus Flowers guy, January 6th, January 6th. That's the only thing us Democrats can talk about is January 6th. It happened. It was terrible. Get on with your life, Democrats. Um, So every indicator is going red wave, red tsunami. The governor of New York may well be a Republican when this is over. Uh, That's, man, that's unheard of right now. As hard left as New York seems to be. And maybe the people of New York are not that way. You know, it's kind of a moderate state once you get out of Albany, Syracuse, and New York City. So, it's going to be a good night in November for Republicans, and I think a good night for America, because we got to get back to basics in this country and get away from this woke ideology, which is all the Democrats care about. So, God bless you. Pray for each other. And love somebody today and be the reason somebody feels love. God bless you again.